Hi friends, I hope you're all doing wonderful today. As you know, today is Spooky Dude Monday, and we're here with another episode of your current favorites podcast, The Spooky Dude Podcast. Today we're traveling from last week's episode in Mansfield, Ohio, to Estes Park, Colorado, to visit the historic 140-room Stanley Hotel. The historic Stanley Hotel was built and opened in 1909 by Freeland Oscar Stanley, the owner of Stanley Motor Carriage Company. The official opening of the hotel was on July 4th, 1909. Nothing like having a grand opening on Independence Day, am I right? The hotel was advertised as a resort for upper-class Easterners and a health retreat for people suffering from pulmonary tuberculosis. What? Honestly, that makes no sense. Like, why would you have people like fancy Easterners rooming near people who are suffering from pulmonary tuberculosis. That just sounds like a recipe for disaster. And honestly, everybody just getting tuberculosis. What a fun time. Today, the hotel includes a restaurant, spa, and a bed and breakfast. Yummy. With panoramic views of Lake Estes, the Rockies, and Long's Peak. Before the hotel and town were established here, Estes Valley was an idyllic landscape replete with mountains, streams, and meadows that the Ute and Arapaho tribes called home. The story of the Stanley Hotel itself began in 1903 when Yankee inventor Freeland Oscar Stanley arrived in the valley, weak and underweight from the symptoms of tuberculosis. To his amazement, just one season here was enough to restore his health to better than before. Overjoyed, he vowed to return each summer for the rest of his life. Freeland Oscar and his wife were accustomed to a higher-class East society, and the little community of Estes Park was a bit too bland for them. The couple put their heads together and vowed to create a stunning resort for people of their social class. When the Stanley Hotel opened in 1909, the first guests who pulled up in stylish Stanley-designed steam cars were astonished by what they saw. Here, in this mountain wilderness... Surrounded by the rustic haunts of the hunter and homesteader was an edifice that withstood comparison to the posh hotels, quote-unquote, back east. Electric lights, telephones, in-suite bathrooms, a staff of uniformed servants, and a fleet of automobiles were at their disposal. Naturally, Stanley had also done much to develop the burgeoning town. By 1917, it was an official municipality with waterworks, a power plant, and civic organizations that were all in some way thanks to Stanley. Unfortunately, by the 1970s, the hotel had gone downhill due to lack of care and investment. With the way it was going, it was headed to be demolished, but author Stephen King stepped in, quite literally. A stay of one night was enough to inspire his third major work and first hardcover bestseller, The Shining, which remains a landmark masterpiece in a long and well-known list of novels. For those of us who have seen The Shining, we all know the spooky things that happened to Jack Nicholson in that movie, and to an extent, people that have stayed there have reported similar things. The hotel stands today as a beautifully restored testament to its glory days when it served as a holiday retreat for wealthy urbanites. A range of tours highlights the history of this magnificent historical structure while attempting menu of amenities, culinary experiences, and lavish spa treatments provides all the comfort and glamour required by even the most discerning modern visitors.
Alrighty, now that we've gotten a bit of history into the Stanley Hotel, let's dive into the haunted history of this magnificent place. To start off, the guests and staff often hear disembodied voices and are touched by things they can't see. Just off the bat, that sounds terrifying. Like, imagine you're just minding your own business, chilling in the hotel lobby or your room, and you just feel something touch you. To be quite honest, that reminds me of American Horror Story Hotel. Uh, sidebar, AHS Hotel is actually inspired by the Cecil Hotel, which we'll cover in a later episode. Let's begin with the first haunting, room 217. In the 70s, Stephen King and his wife wanted to get away from their children for the weekend and decided to drive out to Estes Park. They arrived at the Stanley Hotel the last night it was open for the season. Mr. King and his wife were to be the only guests in the hotel since everyone else was checking out for the day. They went to the restaurant, bar, and finally retired to room 217. That night, Stephen had a lucid nightmare that a large fire hose had come to life and was chasing his son down the halls. In a panic, he awoke and decided to have a cigarette near the window. Honestly, I probably would have done the same thing. Stress smoking, it's a thing. Look it up. That is when the rough outline for The Shining was formed. Even before Stephen King stayed there, strange paranormal things had occurred, especially in room 217. In the movie The Shining, the room numbers changed to room 237 to avoid guests not checking into that room in fear of being haunted. The night of June 25, 1911 was one to remember at the Stanley Hotel. The Estes Park Valley had major flooding, and for the first time, the hotel's electricity went out. Mr. Stanley took it upon himself to install gas lanterns in each room for the guests to have some light. Unfortunately, though, a leak caused a lot of gas to build up in room 217. At that moment, the head maid, Mrs. Elizabeth Wilson, went into the room with a lit candle and caused a massive explosion. Wilson survived the explosion by a miracle, but she was launched from the entrance of the room to the dining hall on the first floor. Unfortunately, 10% of the guests that night did not survive the explosion. Wilson came back to work in 1913 and stayed employed there until 1950. Although Elizabeth Wilson is dead, well, she should be, if not, she's old as fuck, her ghost is said to still haunt the room. Many people claim that Elizabeth's ghost is more of a helpful ghost as opposed to a mean, ugly ghost. Guests sometimes wake up in the morning and notice that their room is a bit tidier than it was before, their clothes are folded, and their suitcases organized. Wow, that's amazing, honestly. Another guest mentioned to the staff that their bed was made around them during the night while they were sleeping. TBH, it would be amazing to be tucked into bed at night by a ghost. That would just feel super cute and super cozy. While this all sounds actually so cozy, unmarried, unmarried couples have a different experience in room 217. The unwed couples have reported a chilly, eerie feeling staring at them throughout the night. With such a famous hotel, of course Mr. Stanley would want to leave. There are reports of seeing his ghost in the bar and the billiards room. His wife, Flora, is known to tinker with the piano. Some hotel tour guides believe that the ghost of a child with autism wanders around the property and plays with guests' hair. And guests on the fourth floor of the Stanley have shared stories of hearing children's laughter in the hall with no one to be found. 
That sort of reminds me of the scene in The Shining with the two little twin girls and the tricycle thing. And they're like, come play with us. Hopefully I don't get sued for that comment. Uh, One of the tour guides, Rachel Thomas, for the Stanley Hotel, was reportedly made ill on the fourth floor. Like, she physically felt ill, nauseous, lightheaded. So that's definitely an eerie feeling. With so many paranormal happenings, this hotel is definitely a hotspot for shows like Ghost Adventures and, of course, Ghost Hunters. Not only are the paranormal inside the hotel, but there are also ghosts on the outside and even under the Stanley. On site, there's a pet cemetery where several owners have laid their beloved animals to rest. R.I.P. Stanley, my cat. R.I.P. Sibley, my other cat. One of the ghosts is the ghost of Cassie, a golden retriever who is said to still get newspapers and scratch at guest doors. Honestly, that's so cute, seeing like a little ghost dog. Um, Under the Stanley is a network of underground caves. One would think, why is there a network of caves like underneath this hotel? Well, back in the day, when the Stanley was first opened, it was frowned upon for guests to see the employees of the hotel, so they traveled through the underground caves to get where they needed to be. When people visit the underground caves, they often smell baked goods, and it's said that the ghost of a pastry chef haunts the area. Um, excuse me, Mr. Ghost, can I please have some cupcakes for the haunting trouble you caused me? Room 401 is, according to some, the creepiest room in the hotel, and is thought to be haunted by an unfriendly male ghost. Of course, it's men, right? Women have claimed that they were inappropriately touched by an unknown presence while standing in the room's closet. Seriously, it's fucking 2023. Learn about consent. In room 428, some have seen the vision of a cowboy looming over the bed as they slept or standing in the corner. There aren't any rooms above this room, yet over the years, there have been multiple reports of strange sounds like furniture being moved and footsteps emanating from the ceiling. Like, who the fuck is moving shit around at 4 a.m.? Like, what the fuck, bro? Let me sleep. Well, friends, that was definitely a lot to digest, and honestly, I would love to stay at the hotel. Just the eerie feelings of the fourth floor would have me so spooked and excited. Perhaps in the coming months, I'll check out the Stanley with my husband, and we'll report back to y'all. That's all for this week, friends, and I hope you tune in next week for a trip to an old sanitarium. And as always, if you have any requests, feel free to send them my way at SpookyDudePod on Instagram. I hope you all have a fantastic week, and remember to keep on slaying the day. Bye! (laughs)